I'll go start the coffee. I'll be down in a minute. Scooby-dooby-dooby-doo-wop. Pastor and Laura, wake up. Good morning. Good morning. We are finishing chapter 17 of Luke today. Mm-hmm. And it starts with verse 20. That's where we left off. And the heading says, The coming of the kingdom of God. Once, having been asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, The kingdom of God does not come with your careful observation, nor will people say, Here it is, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. Then he said to his disciples, The time is coming when you will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man, but you will not see it. Men will tell you, there he is, or here he is. Do not go running off after them. The Son of Man in his day will be like the lightning which flashes and lights up the sky from one end to the other. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so also will it be in the days of the Son of Man. People are eating, drinking, marrying, and being given into marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. It was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. The day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be just like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, no one who was on the roof of his house with his goods inside should go down to get them likewise no one in the field should go back for anything remember lot's wife whoever tries to keep his life will lose it and whoever loses his life will preserve it i tell you on that night two people will be in one bed one will be taken and the other left two women will be grinding grain together one will be taken and the other left where lord they asked he replied where there is a dead body, there the vultures will gather. I feel like I just don't know Luke very well. <laughs> Everything I'm reading sounds like familiar, but not the like verse I mem I memorized. Mm-hmm. You know, like the well, whoever tries to keep Matthew. his life will lose it. Is uh, is the verse anyone who tries to? That's the pick up your cross and follow save me. Save his John. life. Well, yeah, lose it. But whoever picks up his cross, and or whoever gives up his life for me will save it. Or so, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a little different. But um, yeah, I guess I just don't read this account of it very much. So we. Like, the last chapter was, it seemed like a bunch of addresses to the Pharisees. Mm -hmm. And then yesterday we read, the beginning of 17, Jesus said to his disciples, then it went, now on his way to Jerusalem, he traveled, blah, 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 Samaria and lepers. And then this says, once, having been asked by the Pharisees, so Mm -hmm. it is not... 
chronological or necessarily following directly following the leprosy no, story. But it's I think just it's still topical. It's topical, right? It's not um right, it's just not this happened right after he healed the lepers. So that parts to the Pharisees, just those first verses then it says that he said to his disciples could it be another day or is this like he turned from the Pharisees then he explained it to the disciples or it could be like a totally different conversation you know yeah I see this as being um sorry I was reading did you ask a question or not I I did okay I'm sorry go one more time was he speaking this to his disciples well, or here, to the... Well, 20, it says, he asked a question by the Pharisees. And then 22 says, then he said to his disciples, so does that mean they're all together and he's talking part of it to the Pharisees, then he's turning and explaining the rest to the disciples? Yeah, I would look this Or up. could it be a totally, like, different time? I read that as it's, uh... there is a group of people gathered around for like a Bible class mm-hmm. and the Pharisees ask him mm. this question and he hears this question like kind of a heckle from the peanut gallery gallery and he <laughs> looks to his disciples and answers it as this long section which is basically mm-hmm. yes you know right now um it doesn't, I mean, there's not spectacular things happening in the sky. Because I wonder if the Pharisees were looking for... A date. A date, or uh, more, I don't know, just the signs to all line up. So it's so clear that the end of the world is happening tomorrow. Yeah. And his point is pretty much, you're not going to know. I mean... Everyone's going to know when it happens, but no one's going to know just before it happens. Yeah. Right. Because you can't say, oh, here it comes. It's it's in your hearts. It's not a reestablishment of Jerusalem on this earth. You know, it's not this thousand-year reign, and then finally it ends with a a third judgment, I guess. It is just a, here it is. Yeah. You're, you're Lot, you're Noah, or you're the rest of the people. And. Yeah. <clears throat> what's your, you look well, concerned? No, I'm just trying to think. Thinking about, uh, you know, the first thing he says when he says, the kingdom of God is within you. Mm-hmm. The note I have says it could also be among you, meaning, yeah, like you said, it's not going to be a physical new Jerusalem on earth, mm-hmm. but when the Son of Man comes, or the kingdom of God comes, whichever way they're phrasing it, um, he's saying it's going to be more than they expect, right? It's this... It's Christianity, because the kingdom of God being among us, I was just kind of thinking about that, 
I don't know if I'm just really tired, but isn't that weird to say? The kingdom of God is among you. People say that all the time, like, where is Christ's kingdom? It's in our hearts. I think But it, when you think about heaven, heaven is perfect. And we're not have anything perfect in us and heaven isn't in us. Just Christ rules our hearts, but that doesn't make it the kingdom of God. Or does it? I don't know, maybe I'm thinking no. about it too. So hard. when he says it's within you, it doesn't mean that like um the strength is within you, you know, that it's just something deep inside of us that we have to pull out and manifest in some way. It's the fact that Christ rules among his church, you know. The Christian church is the body of Christ. Yeah. It is. So where is the kingdom of God? It is within you, the body of Christ. This is where Christ is living and ruling and reigning. And with the sacrifice of Jesus, I guess that, when God looks at the church, it's holy saying. and blameless. I know what you're saying. I've heard this all before. I was just thinking about it. What was in my mind was that like, we're sinful. Mm-hmm. So I just was feeling bad for Jesus. If he's ruling over us, we're not really listening to him very well. No, but right now, your status in front of Jesus is perfect. Right. But we're not perfect on earth and we can't be until right, the day that he comes. So we live in a state of sin. Mm-hmm. However, you are holy right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's the well, confusing I, part. I know. It's just right that he yes, there are he continues to forgive our sins, but... Right. Well, not Jesus is not avoiding the question, but when they asked when the kingdom of God would come, pretty sure they meant the second judgment. Or, I mean, first the rest, judgment. I think they're talking about the restoration of Israel. Hmm. Okay. They could, I mean, they could be. I have no idea. Well, I think that's more of the thing. It's like, Hey, when is when is this going to be restored? You know, when are you going to save your people? And the story of Noah is, yeah, Noah's mine. I saved him, but I didn't yeah. make it a big deal. And I saved Lot, but I didn't announce that beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, right, the day is coming... When you will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man. So he's saying, we're not, this judgment's not happening until I die, first of all, by this generation. And then, in verse 30, he gets to that. It will be just like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. So it'll be an unexpected day, and I think that kind of refers back to the I mean, that refers, but it's the same idea as the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. That 
what good would it be if we knew what day the world was going to end? Would, like, more people come to faith because they knew they had to? If they haven't listened so far, what would having a date mean to them, you know? Yeah, and if if it doesn't work to talk to people about sin and grace you know one more piece of information is not going to do it the the will of god is good and what he's given to us is good it is not deficient in any way and i mean you see these pharisees they're looking at jesus they're hearing him preach they're seeing his miracles yeah. They're going to watch him come back from the dead. And many of them still didn't believe. Right. They, he's saying, what I've given you so far is enough. The law and then me, the gospel, all these miracles. And then, you know, I'm about to fulfill all these prophecies and die and raise, rise again. And that will be enough. I won't need, you know, just like the warning for Noah... We don't know if he had a specific date, but he said a flood's coming, and the people didn't listen. Would they have listened if he would have said, it's coming in 20 days? Was it with Noah that he said he would wait 125 years? 100, yeah, 20 years. But you know what I mean? Like, they don't know what day... Like it could have been no the first day of the year, or the last day of the year. Well, and the point is, nobody believed Noah. Right. And he had a pretty specific date. Yeah. <laughs> but Lot, you know, I don't know his the time warning on that, but <clears throat> there were definitely opportunities for them to have turned around, and they didn't. So what would? one more person saying tomorrow this place will be destroyed it wouldn't have affected them at all because if they don't have faith if you don't have faith in God and his word then another word from God won't make a difference in your heart right yeah yeah if you don't start with that like if you don't believe the Bible is true and the Bible says you know the last day of the world will be 2050, you know, January 1st, 2050. Well, if you don't believe any of this stuff in the Bible, that won't be like, oh, well, now I should believe it because there's, you know, a date. It's just not going to change anything. And believers ought to be living in a way to be ready. And that's, I think, what he's he's saying here, too. Yeah, and he he says that multiple parables about the end of the world with the people getting ready for the bridegroom and yeah having the oil ready so okay. this last section 30 through 36 mm-hmm. is this where some people get their idea of rapture um no because I don't think Wait, um, I say to you that it will be two in one tent, the one, um, Because it sounds like rapture at first, like some people are going to get taken 
None no, of there will is. Be left. I think the the word of rapture is in one of Paul's writings, either in Romans or First Corinthians. Oh, if I remember, it's like Irao. It's like to to uh, catch up or pull up. Um, what is that in uh, what is Matthew twenty four? When it's saying someone's going to be taken, like, to heaven and the others will be left, they're not going to be left on earth. They'll go to hell. Like, you don't get extra time on earth. Right. So they're not really being left here on earth. Yeah, it's like... What is it saying? Well, the word is... um, like to be very closely associated with something um to like which word are you the taken or left taken I tell you on that night Two people be in one bed. One will be taken, the other left. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so with the kingdom of God coming, like, one will go into the kingdom of God, the other one will not. And when it talks about the end of the world... It talks about all people being gathered together, everyone being separated. And uh, I think it's Matthew 24, the parable of the sheep and the goats. Those who believe in Jesus, they will be taken up in that heaven. And those who do not believe, they will be sent away into the sufferings of hell, which is separation from God from whom all things good come and that's that's the story I mean it's not nowhere in the Bible does it talk about a another opportunity to believe in Jesus after he comes back again right you know it talks about the mountains falling and people want to run away and there not being another opportunity so um yeah I I just I see this pretty clearly as just be ready as you said before just so don't get hung up on the word left because that if you did think because of somewhere else in the bible that there was a rapture you Mm -hmm. could use this Translation. Ooh, sorry. You know, be like, make an argument. Well, it doesn't say they're going to hell. It just says they're left, and that's like the title of the famous movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, you're just left. You don't go to hell. You're just here, still on earth, and everyone else got to go to heaven. You still have to prove. When Jesus says, when the kingdom of God comes, no one will say, here it is or there it is. Oh, yeah. You know? So how do you get around that of saying, oh, yeah, Jesus is going to have an earthly reign for a thousand years? Well, that would be people saying, 
there it is. Right. So. Yeah, just. I think it's fascinating, you know, and it's something that's imaginative, but I I think it comes just from a place of compassion that we want people to have another chance. But the Bible does not say that, which gives us a well, great responsibility. Another chance every day that we're alive. Right. Right. And the word of God is not hidden. So we need to get it out. Yeah. It's uh easy to go about our days in just this kind of monotony or I don't say survival mode, but just taking care of ourselves and mm-hmm. maintaining the status quo instead of living every day like it's our last opportunity to tell someone about Jesus. Yeah. No I mean, I feel that me. way. I don't know. Maybe you live every day like it's the last day to tell someone about Jesus. I wish I could say that. <laughs> I wish I could say I never missed an opportunity or never hmm. procrastinated. You know, of saying, well, I'll have another chance. I'll have another chance at some point. Um, sometimes that's necessary to have patience in those situations, but... Well, sure, if you're, like, talking to someone, you can't explain the whole Bible in one day because you're worried it's going to yeah. never have another chance. But all we do is let the Holy Spirit do His work and... You know, just yeah. share share what God's word says and leave it at that. Just like, well, here's what the Bible says. And but I feel like there is some sense of urgency, or there should there be. There is, yeah. Yeah. And I remember I had a seminary professor say, you know, you wake up in the morning with that spirit of evangelism of, you know, I got to tell everyone because today might be my last day on earth. But then when we go to bed... We have the doctrine of election in our mind, you know, that God has chosen his people and his will is going to be done. Mm-hmm. So just a comfort of, you know, God is accomplishing his will through us. and Yeah. So. yeah. All right, we'll move on tomorrow to 16? 18. 18, okay. All right. Scooby-dooby-dooby-doo-wop Pastor and Laura wake up